Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today, the latest in the corona. Now, number one, okay, you're going to hear a lot of different uh, theories. And I don't care where the virus came from. I don't care if it's man-made. I don't care if it's wild-made. I don't care if the purpose is a bioweapon that's going to wipe out the population. None of that stuff matters. Why? Because what does matter, okay, is the underlying problem. The problem is fear, okay? Now, think of this. The COVID-19 is what the name of it is. For fact, okay, it's either lab-created or wild. I'm not going to get into the crazy... distortions or investigations where where people are always looking for, you know, well, this scientist died. This scientist smuggled something out of Canada. Um, This this one here, there's a patent on it. Okay, great. That adds to the panic. Okay, so let's look currently, currently, what is going on in China and around the world and how the governments around the world are developing the panic Okay, because governments are not calming down the public. They're developing more panic, and it's causing more of an illness and a sickness. So let's look at this. Number one, the virus is either lab-created or wild. The key is quarantining of sick people in large groups can spread the disease. Okay, quarantining in the small groups, like if you've got a cold or flu, stay at home, makes sense. But if you have somebody that has a possible infection and you put them in a giant gymnasium with three or 400 other people, anybody in that group that has an illness is going to spread it. So that's just foolishness. Panic literally weakens an immune system response. And also, when people are looking at symptoms, I mean, they're just taking the temperature of some and shoving them into um, these giant confinement areas. And I'm saying this right now because this is what's happening in China, and this is what will be happening in America unless we wake up and become aware. And it is happening in Europe and Italy. It's happening all around the world because people are panicking and they're not doing science-based therapies. So panic literally weakens the immune system response. But when you're looking at it, multiple viruses, bacteria, infections have similar symptoms. It's very hard to differentiate between a a coronavirus, the COVID-19, or is it some other coronavirus, knowing that coronaviruses are 23% of all flu viruses or colds. Now, the spraying is completely ineffective. When you see this, they're spraying people with some type of liquid substance. Some people say it's hydrogen peroxide. Some people say it's bleach and water. Some people say it's some type of toxic chemical. Last week, we went in to talk about how there's between 75,000 and 99,000 people every year dying of hospital-acquired infections in the U.S., that means that those infections, okay, are taking place in an area that's as sterile as it possibly can be because that is completely insane that you're trying to sterilize a hospital, which you're trying to eliminate viruses, funguses, and bacteria. Well, we have a harmonious relationship with them. Heck, you've got four times the amount of bacteria has number of cells in your body. You have a symbiotic relationship with bacteria. You have a symbiotic relationship with viruses. You have four times the amount of viruses that you do bacteria. 
Viruses, 45% of your DNA is viral. So if we're trying to disinfect the hospital and that's killing 100,000 people a year, we got to know that this is foolishness. And it's beyond foolishness to just spray offices and spray people. It's not going to be going after the one virus, but it can weaken your immune system. And it, just seeing the people spraying others, that, does that have a calming effect or a stress effect? Now, um, and, and again, I've got, I'm going to have a couple of slides. One of them talk about the, um, the, the hand sanitizers, okay, you know, the Purell, all of that. Now, not only will the Purell cause hormone disorders, cancer, heart disease, infertility, and it lingers on the skin. So if these people are using any BPA or bisphenol uh, um, A, uh, the substances or particles in this, you know, similar to the hand sanitizers, which may be, know that this can lead to hormonal disorders, cancer, heart disease, infertility, and diabetes. Um, in fact, a study, <laughs> this is hand sanitizers, flu virus study logistics. So what they did, they actually had people with flew um, with hand sanitizers, wiped their hands for two minutes. Now, the CDC recommends using hand sanitizers for 15 to 30 seconds for optimal hand hygiene. So they decided to test that. And what they found is Purell rubbed into the hands after two minutes found flu virus to be alive and well. In fact, it took four minutes of rubbing um, Purell, the hand sanitizer, on the hands in order to kill the virus. So do you really think a spray in the air is going to have any effect whatsoever? Absolutely not. So why is the panic here? Here is the facts. This is something that we have to look at. What's the big picture? The world is in an economic crisis. Absolutely. That's guaranteed. You can take that to the bank. Uh, every country around the world is having some type of financial challenge. Now, in fact, the lack of gold-backed currencies, okay, is hugely important. What does that mean? It means that the governments um, have overextended themselves. They are not good fiscal managers, and that if the economies of Europe, if the economy of America was to collapse, we'd go after the government. We would go after the people in power. However, if we blame the world economy crash on a virus, we don't have to. Now, the world governments have to control their populations during a wide worldwide depression. Um, in order to control the people, if we blame it on the virus, we, we, we force the population into groups, into not having public, um, public venues, okay, where you can't be in public and use the virus as an excuse, that the virus and control that we, we place on viral control is going to be fantastic to control the populations. Using a scapegoat of a pandemic will cause people to willingly give up their rights for safety. In fact, vaccines for pandemics have liability protection already. It means if, you, if they come up with some type of intervention uh, and that intervention causes more damage, you can't sue the people. Uh, the world 
has to literally change its manufacturing. Because right now, we're sending raw materials to China. China is manufacturing. They're shipping them over to us. That's causing a huge energy drain on, on our world. Now, knowing that our populations um, and the world is changing, we need to get more centralization of manufacturing back. But in order to change that, that means the entire economy has to change. Now, when you look at our population, 60% of the adult populations have a chronic illness or injury right now. 54% of the children have a chronic illness or injury right now. Now, this isn't being placed on the news at all, okay? But the 2,000 people that have died of the coronavirus is all over the news in America. In fact, by 2025, the cost of autism, that's in five more years, will exceed the defense budget of a trillion dollars. By 2030, five more years later, the dementia will exceed a trillion dollars. So this is a disaster waiting to happen. And right now, the... Um, the governments are taking either either they created this or they're taking advantage of it, one or the other. OK, so whatever the problem um, or, or whatever is going on now, know that the governments are taking advantage of it. Now, the Dow, the stock market is dropping crazy. Why? Because there may be if China goes down, we all go down. But let me tell you, we were already on the way down because of the worldwide depression. Um, Deutsche Bank has been just duct taping their, their portfolios together. Deutsche Bank, I mean, this is one of the most important banks in Europe, um, will be declaring certain bankruptcies or whatever type of protection they can because they've invested into so many countries and the countries are defaulting on their loans. Okay, uh, the coronavirus threatens the meltdown of China's economy. And this is from www.cmp.com. Um, brilliant article. It talks about um, a worst-case scenario of financial collapse, foreign exodus, and large-scale bankruptcies cannot be ruled out by small and medium-sized enterprises. Um, and they're talking that this is 85% um, uh, would be unable to survive for more than three months under current conditions. That means most of the manufacturing that is done, okay, in in China, it's it's almost like a supply and demand. But there is instant instant supply, and knowing that 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 supply can be gotten for manufacturing um, very very quickly, it's really really hard to. Um, to stockpile. You don't need to stockpile materials. So right now, most manufacturing in America only has three months of supplies. If that's limited, that means all the factories in America that are utilizing Chinese parts will be out of business. They won't have the raw materials. That means their, their workers are going to be laid off unless some entrepreneur can take advantage of that and build a, a new infrastructure, new manufacturing, so that we can produce the parts here. However, with a population where 54% of the kids have an illness, 60% of the adults have a chronic illness, 70% of the 17 to 24-year-olds don't even qualify for military service because they're so sick, where are we going to get the population to do it? Now, knowing, knowing that the public is in a panic now, 
Okay, we got to look to Argentina. Argentina now has one of the most strict vaccination laws in the in the world where you have to have a vaccination card for driver's license, passport, ID for travel. Okay, and it's an obligation to apply for vaccines for all inhabitants. That type of control is going to be taking over America and Europe. That means that we are literally going to have to submit to get the vaccine or um, not travel. And why? Because laws are going to be passed. So this is a radical shift in the government's um, uh, focus. Why? Because think of this. You have a panic. You're going to respond in panic mode. If people were going to force the adult vaccines, okay, with no coronavirus, how well would forced adult vaccines go over in America? Not really well. You got a lot of people with guns and a lot of people independent that would say, not for me. However, if utilizing the fear of the coronavirus, you can now initiate a massive panic and neighbor will turn in neighbor, okay, because that neighbor isn't vaccinated and they can spread this deadly disease. (sighs) Okay, know that vaccine effectiveness wanes as you age okay so this is going to be even the brand new coronavirus okay vaccine that's going to be out soon okay if you need a vaccine so this means that all these people that have been taking the flu shot each time each year um, it turns out that the effectiveness of these vaccines decrease with age and with comorbid conditions. So what are we seeing in China? People that are dying have other comorbid conditions. They have high blood pressure, cardiovascular diseases, some type of weakening of the immune system. Uh, and I've got, and this is a great website, by the way, ourworldindata.org, ourworldindata.org. And we go through, there's, there's one in there, does the news reflect what we die from? And in the news, we have terrorists, we have homicides, suicides. Um, uh, you're talking all of these are the major players in the news. Okay, fantastically overreported. Terrorism is overrepresented by a factor of almost 4,000. Um, homicides are overrepresented in the news by a uh, factor of 31. So 31-fold, 4,000-fold. Why? Because the media is controlled by the government and pharmaceutical industry. Okay, so they want to sell their products, and creating fear helps sell products. So let's look at, at something that kills 5,000 children each day. Okay, and this is diarrhea, cholera, typhoid, $170 billion in losses from water-related illness. So cholera, let's just look at cholera. Cholera is devastating. It affects 3 to 5 million people and causes 100 to 130,000 deaths every year. This is huge. And I'm bringing up cholera. Because when we're talking about bacteria, viruses, everything, cholera can actually, you know, what's worse? Can you imagine drinking a vial of cholera? 
or getting exposed to the coronavirus? Which would you rather do? Which do you think you're going to have a better outcome? Well, and I'm bringing this up because I want to um, eliminate the, the unrealistic fear of the coronavirus. So in 1892, a cholera epidemic was sweeping France. And, and this doctor, uh, Metnikoff, was struggling to understand why the disease struck some people and not others. So he drank a full vial of cholera, and he didn't get sick. Then he let a volunteer drink some as well, and that volunteer didn't get sick either. So they're drinking a vial of cholera. Then he gave it to a third man who got cholera and almost died. So he reasoned that if taking a pathogenic bacteria sickened you, then swallowing a beneficial one might make you healthier. Sure enough, um, and there's, he, he went on okay, to work at the Pasteur Institute where Mendikoff continued his research. And he also found out about inflammation as a cellular process response to an external a agent that is a curative reaction. It turns out inflammation is how the body heals. And in 1908, he won the Nobel Prize for discovering phagocytic cells, cells that eat up and chew up abnormal cells and their role in the human immune system. So what happens? What's the difference between a guy that drinks cholera and, and gets sick and almost dies and a guy that drinks cholera and doesn't get sick? Let's change that to what happens to someone that gets exposed to the coronavirus and gets sick and dies or somebody that gets uh, exposed to the coronavirus and does not get sick and die. <clears throat> Let's go to Gary Fathom, professor of immunology and rheumatology. If a patient were to ask me how my immune system is doing today, I would have no idea how to answer that, and I'm an immunologist. None of us can answer that right now. We're doing the same test that we did when I was a medical student in the late 60s. Okay, let's look at Mark Davis, chair of Stanford University School of Medicine. The immune system, it's staggeringly complex, 15 different cells spewing dozens of different molecules into the bloodstream that communicate and do battle with um, one another. That's an awful lot of moving parts. We don't even know what the vast majority of them do or should be doing. Okay, now, I bring this up. I bring this these experts in immune system up. Because, again, in the natural health world and in the, the, the standard media, uh, there is an underlying that this is either a bioweapon designed to kill or a, a random chance, okay, that's a unique virus that's infecting others. The scientists that build bioweapons if it's infectious, it can't be deadly because it would burn itself out. This is like Ebola. If it's um, mildly infectious and can spread, then typically um, the host uh, tend to not spread it because they, they get sick and recover quickly or they die quickly. So how do you build a virus that, that um, scares the public will kill just enough to scare more of the public, okay, but it won't kill so many that it burns itself off and won't be infective, okay? So, so if you're going to build a bioweapon that governments can utilize as a scapegoat that will 
will also allow the governments to expose the financial disaster that they're all in, trying to have a, a country or a currency that isn't backed by anything, and then to also um, cover up the sickness of the population that the governments are supposed to be responsible for taking care of. Okay, this is a brilliant virus. It's just, just pathogenic enough and just infectious enough that makes sense. Um, again, going to the R world in data again causes, a, so this, this is a brilliant website, but when you look at this, the causes of death, 2.56 million people died in pneumonia in 2017. A third of the victims were younger than five. So why 2.56 million, almost um, two and a half million people? Okay, dying of pneumonia, but cardiovascular diseases, cancer, respiratory diseases. When we look at the list of diseases on there, you're looking at um, uh, Parkinson's disease, drowning, meningitis. All of these are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people dying every year, okay, on average. When we look at death risk factors from 1990 to 2017, um, hand washing, low birth weight, child welfare. I mean, if you look at low birth weight, 1.1 million people die each year from that. Um, why isn't this in the news? Why isn't this in the news? So, so since we do have a huge number of crises, why isn't this in the news? Okay. Now, there was a, a great map put out by Johns Hopkins, and for some reason, I, I, they don't give access to it anymore, but it tracked uh, the infectious, the total confirmed cases, total deaths, and total recovered from the coronavirus. For some reason, last week, they took it off, but the last um, note they had was on Tuesday, February 18th, where 73,000 people confirmed cases, uh, 1,875 deaths, 13,000 people recovered. Well, there is a new um, site, and this is the world, uh, worldometer.info slash coronavirus. That's worldometers.info. And what they have is that so far, there are 79,000 confirmed, uh, 2,600 people died, and 25,000 have recovered. And what you'll see during this coverage is that the more people get it, the more people are going to recover. And you're going to see the recovered cases are hugely important. But, but then why? Because you're going to see in the news that um, causes uh, the secondary infection to cause death. Okay, and that's what they're saying. They're saying, look, um, like some vi most viruses, if you get infection, you're protected for life. This particular virus, since it's so similar to so many other different coronaviruses, uh, you can get a secondary infection. And it turns out that people are getting secondary infections because um, uh, from this virus. And so what's causing the death if you get a secondary infection? Well, it has to do with the therapies. For number one, what do they do for um, a cold? What do they do for a cough? Uh, well, if you look at modern therapies, number one, they're going to give you a prophylactic antibiotic. That prophylactic antibiotic will destroy the gut flora 
decrease some symptoms and increase others. Then with coughing and sneezing, you're getting a steroid. What does the steroid do? Okay, the steroid decreases your immune system response and decreases the breathing issue. So you feel better. And what do you do with the fever? You take an antipyretic or a fever-reducing medication. What does that do to the body? Well, um, it weakens your body's immune system response because for every one degree increase in temperature, the speed of the immune system doubles. So it's literally the medical interventions are weakening the immune system and predisposing the patient to further infections. This is crazy, but this is also... Um, what people are doing. Okay, so it's the medical interventions that are weakening the immune system that are causing the secondary exposure of this, of this virus to cause such damage. Why? Because they're not allowing it. It's crazy to think that mom was right, that the natural ways to strengthen the immune system are the best. That means, so what do you do? First, is it the virus that you have to be afraid of, or is it your terrain? We know that the, the argument between Pasteur and Beauchamp, okay, Beauchamp was saying treat the patient, not the infection. So do not worry about the virus. Do not worry about the virus. You don't need to know where it came from. You don't need to know if it's a bioweapon or anything else. It is a virus. So if you strengthen your immune system, you will be okay. Um, the, the clearest one, okay, now this is an article out of the International Journal of Vaccine and Vaccination uh, talking about who had their finger on the magic of life, Antoine Beauchamp or Louis Pasteur. At, at least we would have understood much more clearly why we have these diseases. Fortunately, Beauchamp work has been kept alive by successive band of true seekers. Uh, think of that, okay? Had the profound voice of his science, science not been silenced, much of humankind would have been spared the worst aspects of infectious or vital stressors of the 20th century. Amazing, okay? Um, it, they, they quote, there's no medical doctrine has potentially dangerous, has a partial truth implemented as a whole truth. Any medical professional, bioscientist, or healthcare practitioner, or lame person for that matter, who wishes to gain insights into the origin and nature of infectious and chronic illness against the backdrop of a marvelous view of life's process, must consider Beauchamp. Beauchamp. So these are brilliant, brilliant scientists looking at how you approach your body. This is what you can do. Each day you deal effectively with your physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. The best thing you can do is turn off that TV and stop listening to these conspiracy theories, um, uh, the, the, the numbers ticking off at how it's spreading around the world. I tell you right now, it's already around the world. Every country is going to have it. You cannot stop this type of infection. And you don't need to stop this type of infection. It is a normal variant of a virus. Your body will recover. Vitamin D3 every day, between five and 50,000 international units. Vitality C with ribose, amazing, between 5,000 and 10,000 milligrams. Magnesium, activated charcoal, deep sleep, sauna, 
hot soups, garlic, onions, ginger, root vegetables, hot liquids. That that hot liquids that you drink it in the esophagus that heat up heats up the breathing tube or the trachea. Uh, conscious breathing, which is fantastic. You breathe out twice as long as you breathe in. Or the Wim Hof method. Again, this has a calming effect on the brain and it oxygenates the system. Uh, essential oils. Look at thieves, oregano oil. Um, there's so many different things that you can utilize. We use essential oils, like if one of the docs sneezes or coughs or wipes his nose. We use essential oils on there. It's fantastic. If you have any infections, look at colloidal silver and a nebulizer. Fantastic. Heating up your body, but deal with what you can. Number one, do not panic. If you're looking at somebody that is is a fear monger, turn that off. Turn that off. Okay, and you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> do not panic. And don't look for a new medical intervention, you know, some new antiviral drug or advanced vaccine or antibiotic. It's not a pill or potion or lotion that will help you. You strengthen your immune system by dealing effectively with your physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. Know that the viruses are parasites and that the viruses used host material like DNA, RNA to replicate. So they get weaker as they transfer patient to patient. Figured no matter how virulent viruses are, people recover. People recover from Ebola. Heck, the Black Death of Europe, uh, two-thirds of the people recovered. So just know that your body will be okay. Tonight we're going to have it live on Facebook. Next week it will be on YouTube. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Do not worry about this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.